You're listening to Oh Shit, I'm the Boss Now with your host, Jackie Koch, the podcast with all the tips and tools to help you succeed when all of a sudden you have the realization that you're the one in charge. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to the show. I'm your host, Jackie Koch, and I hope you're having a great weekend. I don't know what day you're listening to this, but it's Sunday for me, and I felt inspired to hop on and just start to chat through some of the ways that I'm really leveraging the use of ChatGPT specifically. There's so many AI tools out there, and I actually use a few in our business. Most of the AI tools actually that I use in the business are like integrated into some of the other platforms that we're using. So for example, I have a recruiting software that we use for reaching out to candidates for jobs. It's actually like a CRM tool, so it allows us to track our potential clients, all of our client info, as well as all of our candidate info. And it's a tool that will go out and find candidates for us for jobs. And so AI is woven into to that. And then of course, some of the softwares I'm using for recording this podcast or Asana now has AI tools, Canva does. So we're all kind of using AI tools, even just in the platforms that we're used to. But I wanted to talk about how I am leveraging ChatGPT. And I actually did a podcast specifically about how I use it in recruiting a while back. So you may have heard that, but I wanted to take it a step further today because I had posted something the other day about using ChatGPT in your business. And if you're not starting to use it, you got to start testing it out and figuring out how to use it because it's the future. It's where we're heading. And I had a couple friends actually reach out to me who are like, okay, what are best practices? Like, where do I start? How do I even start using it? And I gave them some tips and they were like, you should really make content about this. I'm like, okay, great. Maybe I will. I think that was on Friday. It's Sunday now. And then yesterday somebody, one of my friends actually who was on the show, I guess LinkedIn connection would be a better way to describe him. I hope he becomes my closer friend sometime. But Dave Klein, him and I did a podcast episode a while back about how to be a good manager, leading and all of that stuff. He has an amazing program on Maven teaching people how to be managers. And honestly, everything he posts is gold about, I'm going to call it basic. It's not basic. Trust me with all of the managers I work with day in, day out. Leading others does not come naturally to most people and it's skills you have to learn. And Dave posts so many things that are so applicable and so easy to implement. So highly recommend going back and listening to our episode together. But also he posted on LinkedIn yesterday about how you owe it to your team to start testing out and leveraging AI tools. And he posted this graph. It's a chart from the Bank of America. And it basically is showing how businesses, so the S&P 500 companies, how do I want to describe it? I'm trying to paint the graph so that if you're listening, you understand. So basically it's a graph from years. So it starts in 1990 and it goes up by five years. So 1990 all the way to 2020. And then it shows the workers in millions. It starts at 2 million and goes all the way up to 7 million workers. And then it shows how many workers were needed to generate a million dollars in revenue in that year. So back in 1990, you needed like 8 million workers. I don't know how that could be right. It must be to generate a million in revenue. That's wild to me. I'm reading this correctly. That's what it says. And then it goes down significantly fast. 
from 1990. Okay, I think maybe the 8 million is before 1990, probably more like the 70s. And then when you get to 1990, it drops drastically until you get to 2000. So it drops from over 8 million workers needed to create 1 million in revenue. Think about that. That's a lot of people. And then by 2000, it was down to 3.5 million. So it dropped by 5 million people needed to generate $1 million of revenue by 2000. Wow. I'm really struggling with explaining this. So I'm hoping it makes sense to you. Let me recap if I haven't lost you yet and you haven't decided to skip over me yet. Okay. In the seventies, let's say you needed roughly 8 million workers to generate 1 million in revenue. By 2000, it had dropped to three and a half. So it dropped by 5 million people. And then in 2020, so 20 years later, it's down to 2 million. So what this graph is showing is that you need significantly less people to generate the same amount of revenue than you did however many 20, 30, 40 years ago. And that makes sense because of computers and all of that stuff. But what he was saying when he posted this, and I loved it, was you owe it to your team to start to utilize and train yourself and them how to use AI so that they can continue to be needed as this starts to continues to grow. We're just on the cusp of AI entering our worlds. And if we're not doing our part as managers and as leaders to help train and educate our employees how they can use it in their jobs, and if you're not doing it for yourself and how you can use it in your business, you're doing everybody a disservice. It'd be like when the internet came out and you just decided you weren't going to learn how to do it. Would you still be in business now? The answer is no. And so this is the same thing. So the easiest place to start is using ChatGPT because it helps you understand what's possible. So I wanted to share a little bit about what I've done because if an HR director, a recruiter like me can use ChatGPT to do her work, so can you. There's very few jobs that you couldn't leverage it and find value and start to streamline your business with it. About a year ago, I think that's when ChatGPT really first came out for the general population. Was it a year ago? It probably wasn't until April of last year. So April of this year, eight months ago, nine months ago, I was like, okay, I am going to start using ChatGPT for an hour every day to try different things at work. And I'm going to just start messing around with it. I did sign up for a couple newsletters, which has been helpful. I'm not going to lie. It's a little overwhelming because there's so much stuff that changes every single day. But I do get it in my inbox and I read them probably twice a month. So I at least know what's going on and different things that are happening. I'm not going to be able to devote. Just go back and listen to my episode that I did a recording with Jim Carter and sign up for his newsletter because he is one of my favorite people and literally is studying this nonstop. So he's a great one to go back and and get some resources from. So anyway, so I started testing it for an hour. And at first it was like, this sounds like a robot. This is not working for me, like not at all. And then I just kept testing with it. And what I started doing was I made a list of the things that I was putting off doing in the business because I didn't have the time for. So for example, creating blog posts is a a fairly recent one. I didn't do this right away, but it's a fairly recent one. So for me, if you're listening to the show, some of you listen every week. Thank you. I love you. Others of you are here because you search for a topic in the moment. If it, if you're listening to this episode, 
You probably Googled ChatGPT. I don't know what you Googled. But a lot of times, like people will stumble upon my stuff when they have to fire someone. They're like, how do I fire someone? Or if they're trying to figure out how to interview. So they'll Google how to interview and a podcast episode will come up because it's very much the work that I put out into the world is you need it in the moment when you need it. And so you Google it. And so I know that for my business to grow, I need to have as much SEO out there as possible. I know in order to do that, I need to have blog posts, but I don't have time to write blog posts. I do two podcast episodes a week. I don't have time to do blog posts, but I know I need to. So I was like, okay, I wonder how I could leverage ChatGPT for this. And so I was like, okay, racking my brain. And again, I only came up with this idea because I'd already been testing it a little bit to know that it could do this. So I was like, what if I downloaded my podcast transcripts and what if I uploaded it? If you sign up for the premium, you actually can upload files now. So it's worth 20 bucks a month to be honest. So now I download my podcast transcripts into a Google Doc or a Word Doc and then I upload it into ChatGPT and I ask it to make me a blog post. Now you have to mess around with the prompts you use for it. I am not going to pretend to be a prompt master because, whoa, that was the most Midwest master because I'm still learning it, but I basically ask it something along the lines of act like a copywriter and review this transcript and create a blog post about this podcast. And then I think I also say use as many keywords as possible that small business owners and CEOs will Google when they are searching for information on this topic. And then I also say something along the lines of ask me as many questions as you need in order to fully create a complete blog post with information and action steps that readers can take. And sometimes then it does that. And then sometimes it'll be like, would you like to include data and other studies related to this? And I'm like, hell yeah, I would. So then I say yes. And then it writes it for me. And then it usually is pretty good because it's taking my tone of voice, my content essentially, and turning it into a blog post. And then I will read it. I do have to make some edits. It's not perfect, but it at least is there. And then I just have to edit, add sentences, add paragraphs. It's super, super easy. So that is how I'm using it to do stuff that I was putting off that I didn't have time to do, which is pretty cool. So first, make a list of things that you're putting off doing that take you way too long that you're like, there has to be a simpler way to do this or a list of things that require a bunch of like creativity and ideation because I'm finding ChatGPT to be really helpful in the ideation phase. So I'm trying to think of an example that I recently did. I feel like I'm on a roll as of recently in my business. Six months ago, honestly, I was struggling with figuring out what to talk about on the podcast. So I was like, create a list of podcast ideas that would help business owners learn how to manage and lead and grow their teams or a list of things that they struggle with the most when all of a sudden they're the boss. And it would come up with a bunch of podcast episodes and it literally helped me continue to create these podcasts because I was in a little bit of a creative slump. Now I'm back in the swing of things and feel like I'm on fire, but you have and flow, right? So I needed creative support with that. Real quick. Do you ever find yourself listening along to this and being like, well, shit, I wonder if I'm doing everything right from a legal and compliance perspective. Now, I say this a lot, but I'm not an attorney, so nothing I share is legal advice. But over the last 15 years, I've worked with a lot of employment attorneys on a lot of different things related to people in HR. So I've learned a thing or two about helping a business stay compliant with the people stuff and implement some of the best practices so you can cover your ass. 
which is why I'm so excited about a free compliance and best practices checklist we've created over at my company, People Principles. It literally walks you step-by-step how to conduct an HR audit similar to what we do when we onboard new clients. So go grab your free copy over at peopleprinciples.co and you'll see it right there on the homepage. Now back to the show. So that's one way I use it for creativity. And then in regards to what's taking the most amount of time, make a list of what's taking you way too long. What are you spending the most of your time doing? In the sake of my day-to-day work, what takes me the most time is, well, finding people for jobs, which I have not found a great tool to do that. So that doesn't work. But some things that do take a lot of time are writing job descriptions and not even job descriptions. I'm trying to stop using that language because what I mean by job description is not the same as what you mean. For us, what we do when and what everybody should do is get rid of job descriptions, full stop. They are not helpful. And you need to create, we call it an index of what success looks like in the job. So what are the day-to-day responsibilities? What are the required skills? What needs to be accomplished in the next year? And what are your core values, right? And then required skills is also like what expertise is required for this role. And so you generate that and that is like what the internal job description should be. Because that is useful. That is what you give to your teams of, hey, this is what you're responsible for. This is the skills I expect you to have to be successful. And then when you're using it for hiring, it helps create a roadmap of interview questions and who you're looking for. But from there, you can't just go post that online, right? And this is where most people really get it wrong is they just post a job description on job posting sites and expect people to apply. I feel like I've said this so many times on the show that you're probably like, yeah, 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 I know this. But one thing that is really time consuming is writing a captivating job post. It's like ad copy. Fun little thing that I tested out last week was I was able to download the hiring success index that I created for a new client. I was able to download about the client. So I basically wrote a paragraph about the business that I was doing the client and like their background, their mission, what they're up to, all this stuff. And then, of course, the hiring success indicates what they're responsible for, what they're working on, all of that jazz. And I downloaded both of those documents and I uploaded it into ChatGPT. And I was like, reviewing both of these documents, create a captivating job ad that entices people to apply. And then I did also say the different sections I wanted. And I think that's a big call out if you're listening to the show is if you're going to start using ChatGPT, you still have to know what you're asking it to do. You can't just say, oh, do blah, 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 and use whatever pops out. To get the most of it, you want to be directing at what to do because you're the expert in something. So like I'm the expert in recruiting. So I knew to give it the hiring success index. I knew to give it the information that we wrote about the client. And I knew the different sections of a job post that I wanted. I wanted there to be about the company, about the role, what the day-to-day is, what would be about you. So like describing the right people for the job and then their benefits. And so I told it, these are the sections I wanted to have. And it wrote me out a really great job ad. I had to edit it, of course, and modify it a bit, but it was a really great bones. And what's nice about it is like a lot of the creative energy is I don't have to expend on that as much as I would have. And it was way better. And it was written way more concisely than I can. I'm not a copywriter. 
And it saved me so much time. I think that probably took me an hour, which normally would take me three hours to get all of that done, maybe two hours. And then I also used it for interview guides. We work with a client to come up with hiring plans. When we kick off working with you, we define, okay, what's most critical? Like what are the most critical things to have? And that's what my team does when we are interviewing candidates. We interview people twice and we weed out like the must-haves. And then we're like, okay, And then we work with them to figure out what is the interview process going to be like for their team? How many interviews are there going to be? In this case, there is one, two, three, three interviews with the client. And we identified who is participating in that interview. So there's two people in each of the interviews. And what are they interviewing for? The first interview, they are looking for hard skills and the ability to do the job. The second interview, the two people are looking for a culture ad and the ability to lead a team. The third interview is a short little presentation. And then the CEO is meeting with them afterwards to dig into some of the core values that they have. So I knew what all three of the interviews were looking for and the different skills that we were assessing for in each thing. And so I had it create me interview questions. So I asked it to create a list of interview questions for these skills. And I listed out what they were. And I said, make sure that it's a blend of behavioral-based, hypothetical, and opinion-based. Again, I know to ask those things because I am an expert, so I can tell it what I want. And so then it popped it back, and they were pretty dang good. And then I just copied and pasted them into a hiring plan doc that I then sent to the client. And so I was able to get a hiring plan done. That can take you all day, to be honest. It's a lot of work to do that. So that can take at least a half a day. So I'm going to call it at least five hours to do that. And that is no exaggeration to do it well. That's why people don't do the work up front because it takes a lot of time, but it significantly leads to better hires. Actually, I just calculated some stats that we have filled 57 jobs in the last three years with an 82% success rate. That might not seem that high, but it is very high. Google average retention rates of businesses. It's because we do those things. So anyways, that's a sidebar. So by leveraging the use of it, I was able to get that done in two hours. So literally cut it in half, which was incredible. And I was testing it. It was the first time I'd really used it in that way. So now every time I use it, I'm going to know exactly what to say and what's going to work well. And it's probably going to end up taking me less and less time the more times I do it. So that's another way that I use it. So I shared with you examples and I probably didn't do a good job of sharing like what I think you should do in your job and in your business. So what I would recommend, what has worked for me is to have your teams do this. Make a list of everything that is taking a lot of time. Like what really takes you the most amount of time in your business? And then make a list of what things are you putting off because you don't want to do or have time to do. And then make a list of all of the things that require some creativity and ideas and have your teams do that too. And then just decide to start testing it and testing utilizing ChatGPT for it. Once you know what you want to test it in doing, you have to start to feed it some information so that it knows who you are. So every time I add my podcast to my ChatGPT, every time I add work that I've done, it starts to kind of understand me and how I talk and what I do. And so it gets better and better. But let me tell you, the first three months, I was like, this feels like a waste of time. Now, 
couldn't get work done without it, to be quite honest. So just give it a little bit of time and just test it. So going back to your list. So once you have your list of things that are taking you a ton of time, your list of things that require creativity, oh, and the list of things that you're putting off, figure out what you want to test and then start to Google good prompts. You could be like chat GPT prompts for creating social media posts or creating XYZ. And you'll be able to start to read some articles about how to formulate your prompts. And then you just have to start testing what works and what doesn't. And then get really good at being direct and clear in what you're asking it. I actually had somebody comment on one of my posts recently about how she coach, she's a business coach and she tells her clients to start to use ChatGPT as a way to start managing people if they've never had employees before. And I was like, you know what? That's actually a pretty good idea because it forces you to get clear on giving direction. You have to have a lot of clarity on what you're asking it to do as well as what you want it to come back because it's just very literal. Like whatever you ask it, it gives you. And so if you're somebody who is not super clear and concise in your language, you're going to get back something that's not right. And you're going to be like, oh, I know why it gave this to me because now that I look back at what I asked it, it did what I asked it. And then it'll make you wonder, I wonder how many times I'm confusing my people because I don't actually give clear instructions. Definitely will be helpful. And then the last thing I'll just say is if you do have a team, do this exercise with them and give them time in their days to test it and tell them that it might slow things down for a little bit. But I promise you, if you give them the space to test and try and encourage it, and support it, like truly support it. So what does that look like? That means when you have meetings with the team, hey, what'd you guys test in ChatGPT today or this week? What didn't work? What worked? What are you trying? What did not go as well? And asking those questions, simply saying, hey, test it an hour every day, and then never actually like engaging about it is not going to make them feel like you truly want them to test it. You're just giving it lip service. So you got to be invested in them testing and trying it out. So I went off on a little bit of an ad lib over here and didn't use a total plan for this podcast. So hopefully I didn't talk in complete circles. I just started sharing what I think is important and what's worked for me and what I think you can start to do. So I hope that you give it a whirl and don't be the person that digs their heels in and doesn't start to use it because it feels scary and uncomfortable. You're going to not like how it turns out if that's what you do. So thanks for tuning in and I hope that you have a great rest of your day. We hope you're feeling inspired and ready to take things up a notch in your business. And just wanted to remind you that if you want access to the tools, strategies, and guidance you need, our on-demand HR program might be perfect for you. Say goodbye to corporate HR rules because hello, that's not how I roll here if you've listened to a few episodes. And say hello to straightforward, actionable advice designed just for your small business and actually for you individually because you get unlimited email and DM access to our team, including me. It's like having your own HR consultant on speed dial. So don't wait. Take your small business to the next level with our on-demand program at peopleprinciples.co forward slash on-demand. We're here to support you every step of the way of building and leading and managing your team. Thanks for being a part of our community and we'll see you in the next episode.